Good morning, Rabbi Sai. Good morning. Good morning. Ah, I get Yontif. Yeah. Last night's event, last night's tish was absolutely noira noira. It was Gavaldik and Yeshiva. Baruch Hashem to all of you guys. Thank you for joining us over here. Yeah. And um, really and truly, we should have had this she pre last night. But like they say, it's never too late. It's never too late. And therefore, it's never too late to, uh, to learn the halachas. And Amit Hashem, I think some guys are going to be also eating many types of fruits today. And the truth is, it's Nakeh every single day of the, of the whole year. This is Nakeh the whole time. And unfortunately, people don't know these halachas. They don't appreciate these halachas. And we have to speak about them. So the first thing we have to know is that the Torah comes along. It's a pasuk in the Torah of uh, a person eating various bugs. We're going to get to some of the different questions and maybe we'll even look at some uh, actual demonstrations. And uh, it's a very, very chomor issa, as we will see. In fact, the Gemara tells us in Makkas that a person can be over on somewhere between four and six slavim just by eating one bug. One bug. Now, times that by the amount of bugs that may be in the fruit or vegetable that he didn't check. And you can imagine how many Yisurim that we're dealing with over here. So we're dealing with something that's very, very serious. People also, by the way, want to know what's the big deal if it's not got a good haksha. Guy, the guy had a yarmulke, like, you know, it's fine, like I saw in the, in the, in the kitchen, he had a yarmulke, there was a guy with a beard eating in the restaurant, he must be okay, right? That's how it goes, right? You know what I'm talking about, you know, it's exactly, pay us, yeah, okay, it's all different shayla. But like upon him, what do you do then? So the problem is that, of course, there's many different shaylas with different echshayrim, there's all the different shaylas of trumas and maisus, and there's afoshas chala, and there's bishal akum, and all different shaylas. But one of the very homo shaylas, which people don't realize, we're dealing with the shayla of a da'oraisa times many, is the Shaila of Shrotzim. And if a person is eating fruits and vegetables, which is like, yeah, you go to a place and you get a salad, you get a fruit salad, you get a vegetable salad, or you get even fish and meat that could be cooked together with vegetables and all sorts of things, they have bugs in there. And if they have bugs in there, if it wasn't checked properly, there could be all sorts of problems of a person that's eating all of these things. Let's listen to this Merdika Prichodosh. The Prichodosh explains, why is the Torah so strict with the Issa of eating bugs? And he says, because there's a Timtum Alev, people don't chap, there's a Timtum Alev that happens, that means that there's layers and layers and layers that are over on your heart, um, that gets stuffed up, Yiddish, you know, in Yiddishkeit, people are like, oh Rebbe, I don't understand, I don't enjoy davening, or learning doesn't talk to me, I don't get a geschmack from that, well you wonder why, often the reason is, it's Tosus Mufurish and Bob and Sia, but the, often the reason is, is because a person is clogged up, so with so much tim to malave from eating bugs, and eating other things that are not kosher, and various other halachas of kashras that we're not going into now, that is a tim to malave, that means on his heart, is covered with layers and layers and layers, of spiritual waste and therefore he can't penetrate within deep into the neshama and that's why he doesn't enjoy davening he doesn't enjoy learning he doesn't enjoy so much things and you say to a guy sometimes you know he comes in he says Rebbe I'm not interested in learning today I don't know I have no interest which restaurant did you go to last night ah now we understand right, why there was like Hebrew letters I don't know there was like a certificate it looked a little bit old but there was like one of these certificates there it looked okay say so, you know, guy was Jewish well, it's in Israel come on man that's it you know you can't eat whatever you want, you've got to be very, very careful. That's this prechodash. Okay, he says a very, very person has to be extremely careful. I think I mentioned this yesterday to my Shisha Pigas, I think, says this marshal as well. He says, if you go to a building site and, and the building site is one small piece of paper that says, you know, enter with caution. 
So it's a little paper that says that, big deal, you know what I'm saying, it's probably not so dangerous. If you have a building site that within 100 meters before you get to the anywhere near anywhere of the building site itself, there's these huge signs, don't enter, dangerous, chemicals, helmets, whatever, and when you get 50 meters in, it becomes even more like warning and warning and it gets crazy, so then you know that you're dealing with a very serious thing. If the Torah gave us so many prohibitions, so many labam that a person can be over on, obviously we're dealing with something very, very serious. We're dealing with something very, very careful. The person has to be careful. There's a modika pelayoyitz. Listen to this pelayoyitz. He brings down that in our svarim, that people have, he says that many svarim talk about how people are not careful. He said, Klal Yisrael will never touch Nevelis and Trefus and they will exchange their life not to eat a piece of Chazach Hasrashalom. He said, a yid, the pelayoyitz, will go undergo bitter torture and even death to make sure that he doesn't eat anything that's treif, anything that's chaza, even though it tastes very nice. But he says when it comes to the Issa of Shrotz and what we're dealing with today, people are so careless, they don't harp, they don't realize what's the big deal, I haven't got patience to check, well, it's probably okay. And they can be over on so many more Issurim than just by eating chaza. There's a modig of Benishchai, the Benishchai in Parshish Tzav, says how careful women have to be when they're checking the lettuce. For example, he's talking about before Pesach, for the morrow, whatever it is, the response that lies in whoever's in charge of the kitchen to make sure that nothing gets eaten in the right way and he brings down the Benishchai brings down you saw this Benishchai ever been? it's a Merdika Benishchai you saw this a Merdika Benishchai he says that there was a Chacham that entered a courtyard on Erev Pesach and he saw the lady of the house that was standing in front of two huge baskets of lettuce. And she was like, sort of like washing it and like, wasn't even like random, wasn't even looking too well, wasn't examining them or anything like that. And he said, the Chacham said to the woman, how many hairs do you have on your head? And she said, I don't know, I haven't counted them. Who can count the hairs on your head? It's impossible. It's, don't do that. So he said, the hairs on your head can be counted, but the number of malchus that you deserve for not checking these letters cannot be counted. That's what the Benish Chai said, B'Shem Chacham Echad, what happened over there. And he said, and she says to him, what do you want from me? I've got a huge household, loads of kids, loads of more to do. I haven't got time. And he said, they will not save you on the day of judgment. That's what the Benish Chai said. Rabbi, you've got to be very, very careful. Let's discuss some of the inyonim that I want to get into. Let's see if we can try and make this a little bit uh, practical. Um, the Pasuk in the Torah that describes it, can, ever, can, can you kind of see this? Kind of. Yeah, right? in the Torah, and again also in Pasuk Mem Gimel as well. Right, and again you see the Lashon of there's a certain nefesh that's being metame in that case. Right? A person has to be careful. Okay, yeah, it's good. Okay, let's see what we can try and do over here as well. Um look at this Gemara in Bob Metzia. In other words, if the whole reason says that says the, the Chazal that the Rebbeinu would have taken us out of Mitzrayim just that we don't eat Shrotzim, that would be the entire purpose. Then it would have been enough. In other words, that would have been a good enough reason to take Kalali out of Mitzrayim just not to metamen themselves with Shrotzim. Okay, there's a few things over here that some I want to get to, some I don't want to get to. Right, again, you can see the same idea when it comes to eating chaza, a person's over on one isa. When a person's eating bugs, he's over on, you know, four, five, or sometimes even six 
Isurim, as we're going to get to. Now, there's all types of bugs that are Nagea. If you really want to look at them, it just disgusts you, which is what it's meant to do. And it can show you there's all aphids, and there's thrips, and there's, you know, leaf wormers. You know, if you want to have a look later, I can show you more Be'in. Uh, these wonderful, wonderful things that grace our vegetables and often our fruit as well. And it's important to realize as well. Now, there are three categories that I want to mention to you which are important. Number one is the Sheretz Hamayim. Sheretz Hamayim means this is a Sheretz that basically lives around the water area, right? It's four lavim per item. So you eat one of those over on four lavim in the Torah. Uh, one example, by the way, would be a lobster. The other one would be a starfish. That could be Negea to that category. The next one is Sheretz Oritz. That's five lavim, right? For example, snakes and worms. That could be, you know, worms could be quite Negea on lettuce and things. And the one that's probably more Negea to us is Sheretz Ha'oyv, basically flying insects. That's, uh, that's you not know, flies and everything like that. And that is six lavim in that case. By the way, important aloha to remember, it's Betzim Afushi. That there's no nafkumina if the animal is alive or dead. People think, oh, if it's dead, so then you're not over. No, even if it is alive, even if it's dead, if it's a whole animal, which obviously right now we're not going to you know go until the sugars of if it's a barrier or not. So then that would be the halacha in that case. It doesn't make really make a really difference in that case. Now the the, the obvious shaila is what happens if I don't see it, which is what we're going to see in a moment. Is not always true. What if I don't recognize it? I don't see it. I don't you know it's it's not seen to the naked eye. So the general halacha is. And this is, it's, it's brought down in the Rashba and Shuvas that anything, and the Aruch HaShulchan brings it in your day, that means Torah was not given to the Malach HaShores. It wasn't given to Malach we're human beings. And therefore, if we cannot see something, therefore we are not higher for it. We're not going to be liable to be punished for that because we don't see it. And therefore it's okay. So if theoretically something would be totally unseen by the naked eye, there is no Issa. However, the problem is most of our eyes are untrained. Which means if they're untrained, that means really we see like a speck of dust or dirt, but we don't know what that is. If we would be trained to know, or if we would take a magnifying glass to actually enlarge it, we would see that it's a bug. Which means that there's no real heter in many cases of saying, well, I didn't see it, what do you want from me? Because at the end of the day, it is seeable, it is noticeable, you just don't see the legs or the wings, and by enlarging it, you do see them. So that means that it is seeable. So it's not always going to be a heter in that case. Let's, let's have a look if we can... I'm going to give... I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to go through the three examples, the three categories, and then we'll see some videos of real live demonstrations and examples of things that fall under these categories. So the first thing we have to know is like this. The first one on the list is something called a muhzuk b'toyloyim. Muhzuk b'toyloyim means that there's a chiv mid-da'oraisa, just like there's a chiv da'oraisa to, to, to you know, eat matz on the first night of... Pesach and to shake Lulav on the first day of Sukkot, there's a chi of da'oraisa to check any fruit or vegetable that fits into the category of a muhsuk butalayim. What is the definition of the muhsuk butalayim? So, according to most Rishonim, the Rashba and the head of them, that if it's more than 50%, that if more than 50% of this item has bugs, so then the halacha is that it's called a muhsuk butalayim. And if it's a muhsuk butalayim, you have a chi of da'oraisa to check it in that case. And if you didn't check it, you absolutely cannot eat it in that case case. So, what is, I'm going to give you some examples. Now, I'm being a big, a big disclaimer when I say these examples and the disclaimer is it depends on places in the world. It depends where you are. It depends on situations. I'm not giving a cloud goddle, but I'm giving you examples in most places. In America and Eretz Yisrael, that could be Nagea. Uh, one example could be green asparagus, artichoke, 
broccoli, cauliflower, corn on the cobs, some of the herbs like mint, uh, carob, raisins, raspberries, strawberries and figs, most of those in most places fit into the muhsat betulayim category, which means there are more than 50% chance you're going to find a bug. By the way, by a fig, it's not the pshat, it's a 50% chance. There's like no chance that you won't find the bug. You just have to know how to look at it because the bugs camouflage themselves within the flesh of the inside of the fig. So it's almost like, it's not pshat like how do you eat a fig. It's pshat, how much flesh can you get out without you know finding a wing or a, or a leg of an animal inside there because it's just completely so that is a muksuk betulayim. That's the first category. The second category is a miut hamotzei. Miut means that sometimes you find that's a chiyav midrabbonon to check. There's a machoika, some hold it's less than 50% but close to it. And a lot of places can hold if it's 10% chance you're going to find a bug, that is a miut hamotzei. And there are poiskim that hold even. Rav Yashin, for example, held this way as well. Rav Nisim Karelit Zatzal also held this way. That it's between 4 and 5% chance of finding a bug, that is already a miut hamotzei. Miut hamotzei will be a chiyav midura bonon. And I'll give you some examples, but again, this is not a chalgodl and it depends. Almonds, dried apricot blueberries, cashew nuts, cherries, chestnuts, dates, grapes, guava, loquat, uh, olives, pineapple, pomegranate, sunflower seeds, peanuts, and pistachios. These are all that have, in other words, when you see one, it's not going to be like, oh my gosh, wow, there's a bug over here. It doesn't work that way. You'll be like, okay, there's a bug. It's like, it's, it's common. It's not vadai, but it is, it's quite common in that case. And the last category on the bottom over here is a mirch enomotsu. Mirch enomotsu means it's very rare to find a bug. It's like, oh wow, you found a bug in there, right? An example would be an apple. You find a bug in an apple, it's like, oh my gosh, there's a bug in my apple. You're not going to say that when you open up a strawberry. You're not going to say that when you open up a, a, a cashew nut, right? When you open up an apple and you find it, that's a that's a namotsu, avocado, bananas, Brazil nuts, coconut, craisins, esrog, mango, melons, passion fruits, pear, prunes, star fruit, watermelon, all of these things are lemaisa, a mir she'e in that case. I will tell you, there's a famous chachmas odom, the Chachmas Adam writes that even in a situation where you don't have to check, he said, I have myself, he's talking about himself, he did check, and when he did check, he found many times bugs, and he was very happy that he was saved, because there's a shayla, this timtum aleiv on something that be'etzem is muta, halachically to eat, because I don't have to check, is there a timtum aleiv in that case? That's why he, the Chochmah Sodom says it's always good die to check, especially if it's old, it's been hanging around, you don't know where it's been, you've got cobwebs around it. There's all sorts of simonim that will tell you whether or not it could be sorts of bugs. When it comes to checking bugs, uh, when the Chiv is Da'araisa, only an adult, that's a Yid, that can check it. But in a game, when you're going to a restaurant and there's no Yid there, who's checking it for bugs? If it's a Moksat B'Tolayim, it's got to be a Yid who's an adult to be able to check it. A non-Jew generally is never relied, and that's obviously he's got a Yid that's Right, that's a very important thing. Another thing, for example, is if you slice through a fruit and you found that there's an insect there and you cut the insect in half, right? So I cut it out. They always say, "What's the worst thing about finding uh, half uh, uh, finding a worm in your apple is finding half in the, in the one that you bit, because then you know the other half has already been digested." But if you cut through an apple and you cut through a worm, the knife does not become trafe. You should wash it in warm water, not hot water. And the halacha is that if it disgusts, you are allowed to throw the rest of the apple or or whatever it may be, fruit or vegetable away, and it's not considered to be baltashkes when you get rid of everything. Now, it's impossible for us to go through some of the methods of checking, but what I wanted to just show you, just for a couple, just for a couple more minutes, I just want to show you um, some examples 
of certain things. Okay, these are just examples of Muxa Batulayim that I mentioned. You know, the artichoke, the asparagus, and the miyatamotzi is cherries and cashews and pineapple, and then miyatamotzi is bananas, avocados, and prunes, and pears, and apples, whatever it may be. Now, let's have a look for a moment. Um, things that are normally free of bugs and require no checking, as, as I mentioned, apples and passion fruits and mangoes and coconuts and avocados, whatever it may be. Now, just, just, for, just to have a look for a moment, many of you are familiar when it comes to lettuce, that you could see, and that's why they have in America, they have light boxes that you put the lettuce in front of it, and you could see very clearly. Now, if you don't look clearly, they look like specks of dust, they look like specks of dirt, they don't do anything. However, they, do, they could be dead, but they're still awesome, and therefore, in the lettuce, that will be problematic. Let me give you an example not this one, I wanted to show you actually, one of the ones that I'll show you is um, a very common one, is really strawberries, this corn in the cob is a big problem, onions by the way, people don't cut, onions is a big problem, it's always good to cut off the top and the bottom of the onion, and if it's a firm onion, then you peel the most outer layer and everything's good, but if it's loose, it could be problematic because things could get in, especially if it's a twin onion inside, if it's a twin on the inside, it's very likely that there's holes and cracks and crevices that the bugs would go through. But it's a firm onion. You take the top and the bottom. I'm just telling that onion because it's very nagaya. Uh, it's always good, by the way, to wash off the knife after cutting the top and the bottom because you could have got bugs in there and you continue cutting and you're getting the bugs back in your onions. So you wash off the knife after you take the top and the bottom off. But anyway, that's just onions because yeah. it's nagaya. Well, we'll take questions in a minute, but I just want to show you. I don't know if you can see this. But if you can, it's good to look at this, okay? This is the strawberry. People often are like, ooh, strawberries, ooh, it's not the big deal. I, ne- I never found a bug in a strawberry, okay? You know those guys? This is a regular strawberry. Don't check out this video. No, no, not this one. Let's go back. This is Gavaldi, Mama Shrubi's saying. Okay, look carefully. You're going to see the arrow coming up. There it is. Watch. I don't know if you can see it. If you can't, we'll, sh- we'll play it later. You can see it there. And it's got very, very small in the cracks and the crevices. It's over there. Right? And it's very, very common. The, the only real way that's been tried and tested to check a strawberry is obviously to soak it in some soapy water for a few minutes and that loosens them, the grip, and then to put it under a running faucet of water with a soft sponge and rub each one down under running water. That's the only way that's been tried and tested where you can have strawberries. Now, I know that the badats over here, and I've had many tiners on them, uh, how can they sell strawberries if they hold la'aloch and so you're not allowed to eat strawberries? And I've attacked them many times and said, how can you do this? No, we put it in the newspapers. I'm like, well, what if you don't read a newspaper? No, they hold you're not allowed to eat a strawberry in a regular way. You have to smash it up. You have to zhuzh it. You have to, you know, blend it up, right? That's what many, many, many people do hold. But I'll upon him, if you do this, it's tried and tested and it works. And that is the way to do it. Again, soapy water loosens the, um, loosens everything over there. But it's important to uh, make sure that, that strawberries and everything are cleaned. There's many, many things. These are in actually, this is a picture from raspberries, actually. You can see these worms inside there. People are eating these things. You're munching on these things. It adds to the crunch. It's very delicious. But it's, again, four, five, or six lavin that you're getting per one. So if you imagine you have, you know, just imagine four or five bugs on one strawberry times that by, you know, six lavim and then times that by how many strawberries you're eating. I don't know, I've lost that count on the maths, but uh, shimmy rachim, uh, what we're dealing with over here. But there's, there's lots of different shiners when it comes to pineapple, also in the crevices, sometimes there are sorts of things in there as well. Cashew nuts, very common in cashew nuts, and it's a to find all sorts of bugs over there as well. Dried apricots. You've got to open these things up and check these things. Many times found bugs. It's very, very usual. It's not an unusual thing to find bugs. And dates, very nagea. Yes, it's Paris, it's and Yes, it's Shubha Saminim. But people are eating them today. But when you open them, you can clearly see bugs over there. 
and you've got to be very, very careful to make sure that you, everything is checked. When it comes to figs, like, uh, uh, you can almost not see the bugs. Like, look at this picture over here. There's bugs there, but you can't see it because they camouflage themselves within the flesh of the actual fruit. Watch why it's almost impossible to eat a fresh one without smearing it everywhere and doing every way baby. Okay, Rabbi said so there's lots of different shyness, Lamaisa, but just to remember, there's a Tim that a person gets when he doesn't check everything. It's Kedai to make sure, when you eat something, to make sure that it is bug-free, to make sure that our lave remains fresh and ready to recover the Torah, and everyone should have a wonderful day in the Kabbalah.